0: podcast today is june 29th 2023 and i'm your host william harris aka william is bill have a very special episode for you guys today i have on a very special special guest mr jc de leon the host of sports Ethos lakers how you doing today buddy doing all right man how are you good good um let everyone know about your show and your twitter so they can follow you
1: yeah host of the ethos Lakers show um I don't really do anything else on on sports ethos I know uh Ethan is the other co-host and he'll uh he'll do some of the fantasy stuff I pretty much just do the Lakers podcast uh, I personally have a sports movie podcast that i I try, tried to do last year that I'm trying to re-up again this year uh called love and game film so if you hear me see me talk about that on Twitter that's uh, that's what I'm doing
0: Cool, cool. And you're very opinionated on Twitter. So yeah. you're a fun follow. <laughs> oh thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So of course now normally uh every year we do a Sports Ethos live draft, but we didn't get to do that this year. So here we are talking about it after the fact. But you know, this draft was wild, fun, entertaining, a ton of trades. And your team, the Lakers, ended up making a trade before the draft even started, moving from pick 47 to 40. You ended up getting Maxwell Lewis. Uh, were you guys like predictors of the future that he would fall that low? <laughs> or how do you feel about that pick ended up getting Maxwell Lewis so late?
1: Uh, I mean, when it comes to draft trades, I think that stuff is kind of hard to, to predict. I think
0: because
1: yeah. uh, cause I saw a lot of mock drafts that would be so willing to be like, well, Orlando is going to trade into the third spot with Portland. and I'm like, well, how do you know that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, trades on the draft um, are kind of hard to predict, but um and, and looking at Max Lewis, I think he's a really good pick. I'm um, Looking at who else they drafted and who they signed and who they might bring back, it uh, looks like Troy Brown might kind of be on the outside, uh, and he seems like a pretty decent Troy
0: Brown replacement. Yeah, I was hearing something that um, Beasley might be on the outside too, or he might have to take a pay cut. But, um, yeah, but that was just interesting to me that you guys – didn't trade when the pick was coming around you traded an hour before the draft but it ended up working out well for you guys and a lot of most people had maxwell lewis projected to go in the 20 so that's a steal um he may not play for you guys this year being a g league but still he's a good talent now of course your first round pick number 17 overall you guys selected Jalen hood shafino how do you feel about that pick do you think it was the right choice and will he play this year what do you think
1: well, he was one of the players I didn't I didn't do enough research on beforehand because uh, looking at all the different mock drafts, uh, at who might fall at 17, I uh, looked at a lot of video of Kobe Bufkin, looked at a lot of video of Jordan Hawkins. Obviously, those guys didn't fall to the Lakers, um, but in looking at, at Jalen hood um I saw one article that said he might he might have been drafted as a contingency for Austin Reeves in case Austin, they, they lost that. Austin Reeves, and so. If he's going to basically kind of duplicate that skill set, he seems like he's able to. He's a taller point guard. He, he's, you'd like him to be a little bit more agile, I guess, and, and like kind of thin and, and fast. When I think of fast, I think of like how fast Dennis Schroeder is. Um, to, to think of Austin Rees and, and Shafino in the backcourt together, it's not a very quick backcourt or a very fast one, but it's one that's, that's really skilled. Uh, I like the way Shafino plays. He he's really good at the pick and roll. Uh, so I think he's going to give a lot of options for uh, for the Lakers if he if he manages to to
0: get a starting role. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I love Jalen Hushpino. I I think he's better than Anthony Black, but you guys drafted him. Um, it was one of the places I did not want him to go to because I was like, is he going to be able to play? You know, LeBron wants guys in there that are ready to win a championship right away. So will he be able to work out with the young guys? You, you know, you guys are building quite the young roster. You have a lot of young talent on your team for when LeBron retires, I suppose. You know, you even have Scottie Pippen Jr. Now you have Maxwell Lewis, Jalen Hood-Shafino, Austin Reeves, of course. Um, Max Christie. There's so many young, talented guys on your bench. Um, but do you think Hood-Shafino? will be in the plans for this year? Or do you think, I know there's a lot to talk about D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves, like I said, and maybe bringing in another free agent. So what do you think that's going to look like this year?
1: I, I think it'll end up uh, being dependent on where the Lakers spend the money.
0: If they if
1: they spend a lot of their money and, and allocate it towards like a Kyrie Irving, right? then then I think that's going to kind of force Jalen Hutchinson to sort of take a back seat. Because you want to develop Max Christie more and get him more playing time this year, like I'd also like to see Cole Swider get some get some more playing time this year because he's such a good shooter. So you'd like to see those second year guys get more minutes, but he does seem to have the overall talent and the maturity to to kind of be ready to step into some kind of a role. Whether may not be a starting role, but maybe you know eighth ninth
0: man sort of thing. Right, and with that seventeenth pick, you know you could have went in a number of directions. Do you think you guys went in the right direction with the a- kind of combo guard, mainly point guard and Jalen Hushfino, or should you have gone for a big, a power forward, a small forward? What do you think?
1: Um, it didn't seem like there was a lot of bigs available at that yeah, spot, sure. and yeah. so it looks like they went went best available. I know Cam Whitmore was was available there. Um, he, he had some injury stuff come up that was sort of making him fall, and I know the Lakers considered him, and I know he's a hell of a talent, uh, but you know, based on what they interviewed and things like that, they, they felt like they made the right choice. And
0: so it seems like they have. Right. Right. So um, now you said you scouted Jordan Hawkins, uh, Kobe Buffin, You ended up with Jalen Shapino, But is there anyone else you would have preferred they drafted? Or were you like set on Sh- Shapino being the right guy? Like, say, uh, in a perfect scenario, any of those guys would have been available.
1: Uh, well, I'm, I'm from Texas. And so I've kind of followed Case and Wallace since uh, out of high school. Oh, and, that would have been pretty good. And I and I saw a couple of mock drafts that that would that saw him fall that far. I was like, well, I know he's not going to fall this far, but if he does, that would be that'd be amazing. Um, especially considering because I I don't like his fit in Oklahoma City. I know I know he's saying all the right things and he's saying that's where he wanted to go and he's excited to be there. I don't see the minutes for him there. Uh, not that the minutes would have been there for him
0: with the Lakers either, but um, uh, it could know, have been.
1: It could have been, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, that, that that would have been a good fit. You know, I wasn't high on him going that high in the draft, but to the Lakers, he would have fit there. Um, now, you know, we didn't get to cover the draft this year, like I said, but who, what were some of the things that stood out to you in the draft? Were there any, like, picks that you loved, picks that you thought were horrible, or anything in between with any other teams?
1: Um, I was really curious to see where just because the last couple of days leading up to it, his name had sort of popped up, um uh Victor Wembanyama's teammate, um I can't pronounce his first name, but Kubul Kubulali. Yeah. Uh, Bilal uh, Kulali.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Um I was curious to see where he, he would go because I started looking at his tape and like he's he's pretty long also. He's not obviously as long as Victor Wembanyama, but Yama, but he seemed to have a lot of raw talent that could that had plenty of upside.
0: Yeah, and to go seven, that was a little high in my opinion. But, you know, the Wizards, they're in their own rebuild. Um, We'll see how it goes. They got some nice young talent now. Um, Any other teams impressing you? I know, like, the Rockets ended up hitting it out of the park, and the Jazz had a lot of picks. They hit it out of the park. Uh, Anything impress you other than the Lakers like that as well? Uh, No, I mean, the Rockets and the Jazz, I think, uh, had pretty good drafts. Yeah. And this, with this um, draft being so full of trades, do you think you guys should have maybe worked in some type of other trade, um, you know, with the, the current guys on your roster or to move up or back in the draft? Or you think everything worked out perfect for you guys?
1: I, I think everything worked out perfectly. I think as it's weird, as valuable as draft picks are becoming, it seems as though you should either be concurrent or like maybe move the draft back or at least have a week of free agency before the draft because draft picks are becoming so valuable now. Um, Like the 17th with Beasley and like Bamba, that's potentially $26 million and a 17th pick. And that could pretty valuable, but in in a five minute window, you know once once it comes time to make the pick it's it's hard to make a deal at that point like if you haven't made a deal at that point you might as well just pick an athlete uh and so yeah and i know they have all those weeks leading up to the draft to decide what they want to do or whether or not they want to trade it or whatever but it just seems like you're you're making up way too many what ifs when if free agency happened first or at least the first
0: couple of weeks of free agency happened first
1: then there's a little bit more certainty in your decision making
0: I do agree with that actually because a lot of times you might drive someone who's best available, but then you get a free agent that's like an all-star caliber player, and then you kind of wasted that pick and you might would have went in a different direction. So that's yeah. a very good point. Um, as far as the Lakers, do you see you guys re-signing Rui and Austin Reeves? I know you tweeted something about that today, or like should you just go for one or the other? What do you think the direction should be for the Lakers?
1: Uh, as well as they played, um, uh... Rui is probably a little bit more of a question mark just because he didn't play as well as he did until the playoffs. But right. uh, once Austin Reeves started getting the usage that he got once Westbrook was gone, um, it's not just it's not just that he's a novelty because he looks like an unathletic white guy. He's genuinely good, and his I didn't I never had the numbers in front of me, but like seeing him play in pick and rolls with LeBron and AD, and seeing his passing ability, which I've highlighted before. He's just a really good, legit good prospect. And uh, NBA University, that Twitter account, I think recently posted numbers where his efficiency numbers and pick and rolls with both AD and LeBron are eye-popping. And so, yeah, you can't let somebody like that go, especially when you consider the Lakers sort of made that mistake with Alex Caruso already. And Alex Caruso ended up being a first-team all-defensive NBA selection, so he wasn't a fluke
0: either. So I don't think the Lakers want to make that mistake twice. Is there an amount that's too much? And you say, okay, no, we can't pay that much. Reeves. we have to let him go.
1: Um, I mean, I don't think so. I think when you consider the way the the salary cap might expand in the next couple of years, I think think as young as he is, that deal might look like a lot up front. And I think over the next couple of
0: years, it'll prove its value. That's a good point. That's a good point. And now you mentioned Kyrie Irving earlier as a possibility, would you yeah. welcome that? Or would you say, no, I don't want any parts of Kyrie on this team.
1: I, I wouldn't. Um, I think the Lakers, the last couple of years when, when they went for Westbrook, I think that was a massive overcorrection for a team that wasn't very good. I think, I think they're learning from their mistakes. I think they've looked at how guys like Julius Randall and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart um, guys like that have developed and they, I think they realize now they want to let those young guys grow and develop, and so, yeah, Kyrie Irving, I think, would just be too much of a. Uh, he'd be great, but I think he, the, he, it would cost too much for what he would right. bring. I think Austin Reeves, uh, Austin Reeves is a starting point guard. If he could tighten his handles a little bit better, he he could be a legit starting point guard. He's probably better as a two guard. Um, you know, ideally, you may want to bring back D'Lo, or depending on what they find at center which is kind of what they they need to shore up that front line. I might even be okay with Dennis coming back and, and
0: starting. Yeah. Dennis played pretty well for you guys. Um, yeah. This is something that's been debated. You know, LeBron kind of carried the weight. There's been talk about AD not doing everything people want him to do in the playoffs. You know, he's always in and out of the lineup. Do you guys think you should stick with AD or look to move him?
1: Uh, I mean, I stick with him. Uh, the the injury that he had last year, I mean, I know a fluke injury is a thing that sort of happens to him, but that was about as fluky as it gets. It was non-contact. It was a weird foot thing. Um, aside from that, he played he played great ever since, you know, when he was in there. Um, and I know at one point there was the, you know, the, the how little number of games him and LeBron had played together, but once they got into the playoffs, they were playing really well together. And so if they can run it back with sort of the same roster that was, you know, leading the league in defense at post all-star break with a full training camp and a full season to go, if, you know, I talked about some of my main priorities for this Lakers team. I think the Miami Heat and the Lakers proved that seeding isn't as important as it needs to be. And so if you could build a team that can get you a six seed or higher, preferably higher, um, if that's all you're aiming for, you should be able to limit LeBron and AD's minutes. That's and true. so, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I would stick with AD. I'd find a way to limit their minutes
0: in the regular season so that they can be fresh for the post season. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, now you talked about um, having a big, you know, maybe an extra big, you guys did sign an undrafted free agent rookie that was, I felt he should have been drafted. I had him around 48th or so ranked prospect. Colin Castleton, have you seen anything on him to have an opinion on him? And we, we mentioned it a little bit on Twitter today, but I think he's a nice find for you guys for nothing, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I, in researching that pick, I think uh, the Lakers were out of draft picks, but they they really wanted him. And so I think they had arranged for him to Either not meet with any other teams, or just like he knew he was going to be an unsigned draft, unsigned uh, free agent uh, after the draft. Uh, I I do like his skill set. He when you think about what centers have become, especially if you're looking at Jokic and, and what he does, Colin Castleton can do some of those things. I think you do worry a little bit about spacing with AD because AD is, is such an important part of your offense. Assuming Castleton will start, or assuming he'll play minutes with AD. One of my biggest problems with Darvin Ham last year was that he didn't do he didn't run any many big lineups. Anthony Davis was pretty much the center of the entire season. Right, right. If he wasn't in the game, then he was on the bench and another center was in. Right. I kept wanting to see when Thomas Bryant was, was playing for him where AD, when he was injured, and AD came back, I wanted to see Bryant and AD play together, and that never happened. Uh, I, I vocally kind of manifested the, the Mo Bamba trade because I wanted to see Mobamba Bamba and, and AD play together and he never got that chance or Darvin Ham never wanted it. And so if Colin Castleton is going to play minutes with AD, neither of them can really shoot from the outside. And so that's kind of a bummer for Spacey, but in a motion offense, Colin Castleton is going to be really good because you've got excellent cutters in Reeves, LeBron, Monty um, Walker. I think he can, he can do a lot of good things.
0: Yeah, it's rare that, you know, undrafted free agent rookies get minutes. But if anyone has a case, I think Colin Castleton does. And I did like when you guys had Thomas Bryan. I hate that you traded him to Denver and he never got to play. But, you know, it was weird. But um, speaking of Denver, what do you guys think you need to beat Denver next year? Because if you just run it back with the same guys, you might meet the same fate. Do you think there's a key to beating Denver?
1: Yeah, I mean, just go bigger. I think the the times in which they they put another another big, which nobody was as big as AD, but they put either uh, Wendy and Gabriel or even Tristan Thompson on Jokic and they have AD be a roamer. There were times in which nobody, he protected the paint. Nobody could score layups when AD was a roamer. And so that that's kind of why I keep thinking they should sign a center and have a go a twin tower approach. Yeah. Maybe not the whole season, but if you're going to match up with Denver, that's what you want to do. Uh, have LeBron play a three because that's what his posi- his true position is. Anthony Davis has said all along he doesn't want to play center, and I think he kind right. of made it a point last year. Um, then don't make him a center. Just sign a true center and let him be a four. And, just, and on defense, he could be a
0: roaming safety type four, and he'll be, he'll be unstoppable. Yes, yes. So, yeah, that's great points. Um, but so now we talked about your team and your signings. You mainly seem like you wanna stay in house, but is there any free agent out there that you're interested in bringing in from another team or just stand pat? Uh
1: I mean at this point if they if they can swing it, um and if they're gonna spend, if they're gonna spend money on anyone, rather than it be a guard like Harden or Kyrie, I'd rather it be a big like Brick Lopez. Oh, that would be good actually. Yeah. And you know, that's probably not gonna happen, but that's that if yeah. the, the money was going to go anywhere, I think that'd be, that'd be where I, that's where I'd want to see it go.
0: And Jackson Hayes is a free agent, you don't think that would help anything, do you? <laughs> <laughs> he's getting
1: uh, uh, former Texas Longhorn, though. No, I am sure. Uh, um, no, I, I also like Mason Plumley. I think Mason Plumley would be a good, uh, good option for a backup
0: center or even I me mean, starting. He's he's not going to be very expensive and he's got a lot of skills. Possible, possible, yeah, yeah. You know, he was on my Hornets, so I couldn't wait to get rid of him but he would help a team like you guys. <laughs> um so you know this is a draft show, rookie show. Any other rookies or anything from the draft you want to discuss before we get out of here?
1: Um I'm, I I'm I'm really excited to see uh Scoop. Um Oh yeah. And I and I'm happy that San Antonio got Victor Wembanyama. I, I live in Austin, Texas. Whenever I go to NBA games, it's usually Spurs games. Uh I'm not much of a Spurs fan, but I have decided I'll 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 like uh Victor Wembanyama of women yana but yama but um i if i were a betting man in which i am i there's a lot of value in scoot henderson as rookie of the year i think that dude is unreal um did you see pictures of him when he was like in fourth grade
0: yeah i did see
1: that. <laughs> that dude has been muscled like that his entire life like he's he's got an unreal body and i just think he's gonna
0: be really good i would i would bet him for rookie of the year yeah that's a good bet you know personally i think he was the number one prospect in this class so We'll see what happens. Um, but before we get out of here, there's one thing I want to talk to you about: your hate of Nikolai Jokic. You, <laughs> you have to give the people your your rundown on why you hate Jokic so much.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's that's mostly me being petty about yeah <laughs> being, being the Lakers. If the, if the Lakers would have gotten past him, they would have smoked Miami. Um, and then and yeah, visually, uh, the, he's you know he's not the fastest guy. He doesn't jump high. He's he. He gets the ball in the basket and he's a good shooter. He's he's good. He's <laughs> definitely good. Uh yeah, it was just me being petty about yeah. being the Lakers.
0: <laughs> he's being nice, y'all. He he killed Jokic on Twitter. <laughs> So, but let everyone know your Twitter and your uh podcast one more time before we get out of here so they can see all your takes on Jokic and the Lakers. Yeah, the
1: Lakers show is at Ethos Lakers. Uh you can follow me on Twitter at Delion one Um, there's another host of the show his name is Ethan Noroff is Ethan underscore Noroff Uh, and then uh, my movie sports movie podcast at love game
0: film if you want to follow that right right thank you so much for joining me JC Delion. I truly appreciate you and until next time I guess we'll see you guys next time I'm out of here peace